Isn't that corrupt? Well, Sardo... Man, I love Persona 5. <laughs> Hello, folks. Hello. Hello. Uh, Strauss. So what's what's the topic for tonight, buddy? <laughs> okay, so I'm Strauss. That's Sardo. This is the Skeleton Crew Podcast. We're talking about Neil Breen. Specifically, uh, what was the movie we watched? Pass Through. <laughs> yeah, Pass Through. Um, this was Sardo's idea, which we're starting to realize that when Sardo wants to watch things, it's usually bad. <laughs> or insane. Or, yeah, and, and this one is more of the second than the first, but really, we needed to do an episode after we recorded the last episode, because I will be out of town soon. And, mm -hmm. well, we thought, what would be easier than watching a movie? Uh, if you if you know that voice, then you've been to my streams as of late. <laughs> We're watching a movie, Joker. <laughs> so, yeah, we watched the Neil Breen movie pass through. So, Sardo, since this was your idea, and not because I'm mad and wanting you to do, to do it, <laughs> this was your introduction, explain what Neil Breen is to the folks at We're home. Hold We're holding me accountable. Neil yeah. Breen. Neil Breen is a filmmaker, uh, Neil Breen is a former architect. I believe he dabbled in real estate for a while. And then he started making movies. He has made, I believe, six films up to this point. And all of them generally have the same theme. All of them he has either self-funded or crowdfunded. And they're all very similar um he's the director screenwriter and lead actor in all of them which should tell you something to start with mm -hmm. i believe he's definitely this generation's ed wood uh yeah kind of I mean, everybody says it's Tommy Wiseau, and not to hate on Tommy Wiseau, but he just doesn't have the scale that Breen has well, achieved. Well, I also think Tommy Wiseau only really made the one thing. Yeah, that, that's that's what I mean. Yeah, he's, it's, he's it's, not it's, as prolific. Yeah, no. So we watched a movie called Pass Passing Through. Yes? Pass Through. Like, Pass um, through. through spelled like drive-thru. T-H-R-U. Right. And, um, I think the best way to describe it is I have no idea what happened. We watched the whole movie, and I don't know what happened. <laughs> you know, that's, that's a fair thing. I think that's a common experience. Would you believe me, Strauss, if I told you I actually showed you one of the Tamer Breen movies? Yes, actually, I do. <laughs> you forget, Sardo. Yeah. I'm a film student. Weird shit is normal to me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it... There's there's a lot weirder out there, but let's let's talk shop here. Yes, um, so I, and I will I, do my best for you, Sardo, to explain what happened. And I I wanted to share this this particular creator with you because I know you are a film student, and I was really interested to hear your particular take on this. So yes. Strauss, I break will... it down for us. Okay, so the movie opens up with the fact that there is basically three plots happening in this movie. 
There are these kids looking for space aliens for this aging professor. Mm -hmm. They are not important. They show up like no. four times. Nobody gives a shit about these they, kids. They're, they're in the opening sequence, but they're barely in the movie. Um, then there is this drug smuggling ring with, I'm supposedly, are supposed to be, which I'm supposing are supposed to be migrant workers. I'm, I'm thinking like, yeah, it's, it's, they're, they're, they're drug mules for this. I'm assuming it's like a cartel human trafficking kind of organization. Yes. But the problem is no one knows that none of them sound like they're from anywhere other than the United States or maybe Canada. This is a thoroughly American sounding production or maybe Canadian. I don't know. It's hard to tell. I, I'm pretty sure it's American considering we're in a desert 90% of this movie. Well, yeah, but it could be Canadians in the desert. This is true. But we're, we're positive that they're from the United States and it's probably somewhere in the southwestern-ish parts of the United States. Likely. Um, and then finally, there's uh, this weird man from outer space who is basically Jesus who just lives in a shitty trailer. Like, okay, that's not fair. Shitty implies that it's still good. A dilapidated trailer might be more accurate. <laughs> An antique trailer. <laughs> a, a dilapidated antique trailer. And uh, I thought that movie was fucking weird. Nonsensical. And also, I I loved it. I I should mention too, our uh, alien Jesus fella is played by our director Neil Breen. He's how would you describe Mr. Breen, Strauss? Uh, Mr. Breen looks like an old, a somewhat older gentleman, probably in his yes. mid fifties to sixties. He was um, born in fifty eight. Okay, so yeah, I'm I'm assuming this movie came out in the mid twenty tens. When did this movie mm -hmm. come out? Um, let me let me take a look. I have a Wikipedia article pulled up. All right, thank you. Let's see here. Pass through came out in 2016. Okay, so yeah, he was in, he was in his mid 60s when this movie came out. So I was correct. Yes. Go me. Yeah. Well done. G good job. Wow, I succeeded. But yeah, ne Neil Breen, uh, he dressed in all denim, with uh, mm -hmm. kind of thinnish long hair. He's a white guy and like weird and like very 70s sideburns. Yes. Goes around a desert every so often talking about the nature of humanity in nonsensical soliloquies as a drone shot pans over him all the time. They had that drone rented for a day and they were going to use it. God damn it. <laughs> Definitely. There's also a tiger. Yeah, uh, there's a tiger. No one knows what the tiger is here for. It, it's just here. A, a very green-screened tiger. Very green-screened. Uh, I'm assuming metaphorical. I, maybe. I, it could just maybe. be literal. I don't it know. It could be literal. But I don't, we don't know. That's the pro, That's the thing about this movie. Everything is, I don't know. So, in this movie, uh, we get a... Uh, some drug mules brought over the border by these, uh, these, uh, what we're going to call, uh, drugglers from here on out. Yep. They're, they're drugglers. Uh, drug they're smugglers. drug smugglers. 
And uh, they're led by this black lady who is very dangerous because she shot, like, two people with the same shot. <laughs> I think her line reading reminds me a little of Lu Bu in Dynasty Warriors 8, just in terms of everything she's saying is in all caps. <laughs> but not actually heavily screamed. So it's, she's like, she's loud, but like this. I will kill you. And yeah. So this movie jumps around from like the, what's happening to the other drug mules who are like stuck in a house, which I'm assuming is a house Neil Breen owns. Uh, probably. <laughs> Just for ease and made more dilapidated looking. And then occasionally going back to this trailer, which I'm assuming they just found out in the middle of nowhere. Because mm -hmm. that's more fun that way. To just oh, yeah. have horrible things happen. And throughout this movie, these two other, this like niece and aunt who look like they're the same age. I do love that the, the writing in this is masterful because the reason we know they're a niece and an aunt is because the aunt tells the niece within the first scene of them running away, your sister was my mother. You know, I, you know, you, you are, you are my sister's daughter. I'm your aunt. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of that. Like the, the dialogue is nonsensical. The acting is subpar. The effects are incredibly cheap. Like, every time they pull a trigger on a gun, which is clearly fake, it's like... Boo! Boo! Like, the, the, the gun doesn't even have recoil, they're just pressing the trigger. There's there's some great stock sound effects in this. Oh, yeah. S stock sound effects, uh, stock effects, um, the lowest of low budget you can think of. The, the stock bonk is my favorite. <laughs> that that was great. There's one point where Neil Breen gets, like, clonked on the head by an object that's just bonk. Um, in fact, uh, I believe I have the bonk on a soundboard. Please do not abuse this. <laughs> I am being nice when I'm doing this. <laughs> yes! It's that. It's that bonk sound effect. It's something like that. It's very cartoony. And basically, they talk philosophy until eventually Neil Breen, Space Jesus, decides to go, just like, destroy half, like, millions of human beings to fix the world, get rid of all the corrupt peoples. Because he goes to, like, a mansion filled with, like, the, the bad people society who are, like, the bankers, the corrupt like politicians. And it's like three people. <laughs> it's like three people in this room. It's just really funny. And, and he just goes in. And this is what causes us to watch this movie in the first place. He goes, isn't that corrupt? <laughs> Several times. Until he like blows up the entire mansion in bad green screen and effects. It's great. And he walks away from it wearing a full Canadian tuxedo. It's full so time. good. It's so good. Really... That's basically what happens in the movie and, until the very end where, like, uh, the the aunt's ex-husband comes in and he, like, shoots both of them and then he revives them and makes the him kill himself. <laughs> it's like, no, you will kill yourself. 
Yes. I, like a Jedi. I'm a stand user. <laughs> it's like a Jedi mind trick. <laughs> but sillier. Just the whole thing. It, is it's silly. deeply absurd. <laughs> it's deeply ludicrous. It's deeply weird. Sardo, why did you want to watch this in the first place? Uh, well... <sighs> I'll be real, Strauss. The main reason I wanted to show you this is because I I know you're a man who knows a bit about movies. You you know about how how they're made. You know kind of what makes them good. You know what makes them not so good. And I'd I'd say you've you've got you've got good taste and you've got the education. And I was really fascinated to hear your take on this well the first I, thing you should know about me sardo is that i love mm -hmm. terrible movies I think, oh yeah yeah i i love this shit because it is stupid it is mm -hmm. goofy and it's just fun to watch like someone try to who clearly is not capable of making art make art <laughs> now would you say in your opinion is neil breen outsider art he might be. I don't know. This is this is hard because I feel like outsider art. By okay, to, to define outsider art for the not for the normal people who don't care about this stuff like we do. <laughs> outsider art is art created by people who have no formal education in art. Yeah. And uh, do you have a famous, famous, a favorite outsider artist just off the top of your head? Oh, shoot. Um, you know, this is going to be silly. It is actually the guy who was in the Down the Rabbit Hole video. Um, mm. the, uh, the, the, the cave guy. Uh, Henry uh, Darger, I believe. Yes, that guy, Henry Darger. <gasps> yeah, yes. Now, Henry Darger was, was, is probably one of the most famous American outsider artists. Mm -hmm. But outsider artists are people who aren't formally trained in anything um oh who wrote that song there's another one uh, daniel johnston i believe is his name mm -hmm. oh i'm just making sure I, i'm double checking that i think it, it. just double checking for yes he did uh, the song, Some Things Last a Long Time. He was an outsider musician. And I've always kind of found the de definition of outsider art interesting because, especially now that the materials to make art are more publicly accessible, like, what what is, you know, professional training? What constitutes the education that one needs to not be an outsider well, artist? Uh, well, here's what I'll say. You know, the problem with saying for movies making outsider mm -hmm. art is that it's very hard to make a movie without someone who knows how to work the the tools yeah like it's easy to pick up a paintbrush and paint whether or not you paint or not yeah like, I'm not trying to, like, state that, like, it's easy to paint. It's very much not. But, but, I mean, it's the difference between picking up a paintbrush and picking up a paintbrush with the full knowledge of techniques yes. and how that brush works. Right. And also, like, the thing is, movies are highly collaborative pieces of work. 
Mm-hmm. Which makes making, like, it truly outsider art kind of questionable. Because you need somebody who knows what they're doing. Or else it will literally not work. Yeah. Now, with that said, I think this is about as close as you're going to get. Okay. It, it's like, we understand what a movie is. Because I would yeah. say, in, in today's modern world, it's harder and harder to get outsider art because now you can just look up, like, tutorials, practice your craft. You you can learn from a YouTube video. Yeah, you can learn from a YouTube video of someone who actually knows what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Whereas... Back in the day where, you know, professional artists were a thing that got patroned. God, I wish that was still a thing. <laughs> God, yeah, things started with Kill For. I wish <sighs> to be patroned by a rich nobleman who thinks I'm Please. hot. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I want to be in a Renaissance romance story, por favor. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's different now because there's such a permeation of culture and knowing what media is i mean shit you can i mean it's it's hard but you can pick up stuff like animation now from watching videos and watching tutorials well, like for example you have like a whole generation of animators who came up from being on the internet mm -hmm. that exist yeah so, like, I think you are right that the idea of outsider art is kind of dying. Because mm -hmm. it's just hard to have someone who has no real former, formal knowledge of how art works. It's, it's either dying or the definition needs to be updated. Yeah, and I feel like dying is probably more accurate because, like, what is outsider art? It's art made by people who were, are untrained, not meant to be formal artists. And I think, like, Neil Breen gets is close to what a modern one might look like. Yes. Someone who, like, because, like, you stated he was used to be a real estate agent. Uh, architect. Archi uh, okay, architect. Okay, yeah, yeah. A little bit of real estate, but mostly architect. Yeah, so, like, he understands how to, like, draw a thing, clearly, because mm -hmm. he's an architect. Yeah. I wonder... We should try to find buildings that, that were that he designed one day. Oh, that yeah, that's a good if, point. If, they, if they're still around, obviously, because you know buildings get torn down all the time. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I would say when it comes uh, to. Uh, Outsider art, like, this is about as close as you're going to get, because he probably watched some, like, YouTube tutorials or something on how to edit and how, sure. like, and to he... do things. And I'm sure he probably had, like, friends who gave him, like, a little bit of resource and access to, you know, stuff. It's definitely, like, for movies it's harder because he probably hired a cameraman or something. Oh, yeah. But anyway, point is... These movies are poorly made. They're very... This is... It was very silly. We had a great time. Oh, I, I had a wonderful time. We were just giggling every so often. 
Especially the part where people just disappear and it's they just get faded out of existence. And I think years the thing before that the Thanos makes... snap. Oh did, yeah, yeah. Did Marvel the... steal from Neil Breen? I think he should sue. He should sue. What makes this? What makes pass through especially enjoyable for me is that there. I think there's a nice mix of skill levels for the actors involved. Like, I think the the aunt and the niece were probably some of the the better actors <laughs> involved in this. Um, there were some people who just straight up like fucking could not read their lines. <laughs> oh, they're like the uh, like the ex husband. It's like. Who are you? <laughs> and I, I'm thinking like the the blonde lady, like the lady with the blonde bob in the scene where it's like all the corrupt business officials discussing their like, you know, and and I bribe them and I know I can get my way for a price. Like she she fucked up so many words in her lines and it was beautiful unless unless they were written that way, which they might have been. It, it could be both. <laughs> It could definitely be both. But yeah, but... It, it's just like, it, it it's cheap, it feels cheap, but it's kind of incredible. And there's like this... Neil Breen's writing feels like an alien who has a little bit of human knowledge from watching films and is trying to replicate human behavior. Kinda, yeah. One of my, I think, top three favorite moments in that was when the aunt asks our main character, you know, what's your name? And he looks around in a panic and that, that scene of like, you know, trying to draw up a name from objects he sees and he sees a light and fit yogurt container and he says, my name is Teal. It's spelled like light, but backwards, but it's pronounced Till. And it's, it's so fucking silly. And it's like he's he's trying to tell a joke, and he doesn't quite land it, but it's still funny because he tried. A lot of the movie is just unintentionally incredibly hilarious. Like, I... there's the point where, like, they put all, like, the drug mules into the back of a truck, and they're just, like, <laughs> they scream... And then they stopped screaming for a moment because they thought the scene was over, and then they realized it was still going, so they start screaming again. <laughs> and 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 when they're like when the, when the mules are like you know walking through the desert at the very beginning, you can hear them like talking. It's like you know how long have we been walking? I don't know where we're going, and it's that like looping for three seconds. Or just this this they're trying to escape through a like a fence. Mm-hmm. And like free us, we want to leave. Free us, and when the the thing falls down, mm-hmm. they go free us. We want to leave, <laughs> despite <laughs> the fact that it just happened. Yeah, it's and, sh- th- this is the level of budget we're working with, people. And and the writing fascinates me. And this this is also very much a thing with Neil Breen. Of oops, the message was accidentally genocidal because you know the 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 till character is like you know i'm going to wipe out all the bad people from the earth i have killed 300 million people and and he does refer to it as the cleansing and it's like dude 
like I, I'm gonna say that like it's not like racist in that sense where it's like no the bad people should go away it's like there's yeah it's like we're we're trying to get rid of like corrupt you know corrupt politicians corrupt business officials who betray the trust of their people and you know evil bankers evil it's international bankers which are separate people apparently it's it's a case of really really unfortunate and terrible phrasing (laughs) yes it's one of those things where it's just like This is clearly written by somebody who did not think about anything around the idea of implication. I don't think Neil Breen ever thinks fully about anything. No, I don't. Like, because his whole, like, the whole philosophy of this movie, and yes, I'm taking this very seriously for a moment. As you should. (laughs) As I should. Is that Neil Breen states, like, mankind has lost its way ages ago and the bat and people are bad and people should like like when he frees the drug mills it's like go back to your own country change it for the better but not in like a xenophobic way but it's like you can fix your country too yeah it's like and and you you kind of get that he means like you know take the power into your own hands and it's like i i understand what you're trying to say but, but neil the, the way you're saying it sounds really weird xenophobic by accident Especially as, like, you know, this lone, brave, white guy, you know. In fairness, the people he's talking to are, like, a random assortment of people. <laughs> like, they're, they're, there's, like, a there's black guys, there's black women, there's white women, there's, I think they're supposed to be Latina, I think. They're... Admittedly, it's it's a pretty diverse cast. It's it's more diverse than a lot of mainstream films you'll probably see this summer. <laughs> Which is really funny. In fact, I'm pretty sure outside of like the one bald, di- like the bad men in this movie, all of the white guys outside of Neil Breen are bad guys. <laughs> mm-hmm. Neil Breen says white people are bad. <laughs> well, like there's there's the old like white professor guy. Yeah, he's the only good white person not not played by Neil Breen in this movie. <laughs> And he there are no good people, only Neil Breen. Only Neil Breen, and it's just, this whole movie is so silly and ridiculous. I, and it's like, I don't know, it, it fascinates me, and I, I'm not going to let this joke drop, because you're streaming it right now, so it's it's in my brain, but I want to see Pass Through remade as a Persona game. <laughs> <laughs> I am thou, thou no. art I. I summon ye, tiger. Neil Breed's persona or Stan is that tiger that just is there. I need to get really good at one of the persona art styles now and draw Neil Breen as like a character part. You really need to do it. <laughs> just like you draw him and it, it's a tiger and it's just like Neil Breed summoned the grand tiger. Okay. Which which arcana is Neil Breen? Oh, he has to be the emperor. Oh, of course. Just, just, just Neil Breen to get to be in the Persona dancing games too. Yeah, of course. And, and we should mention Neil Breen's character just for large swaths of this movie spends just going around a desert with like a voiceover of Neil Breen talking about philosophy of his. Like characters' philosophy, 
about this mankind. World, this world is corrupt. Mankind has evolved into a worse state. <laughs> and it's just that. I would say a good, like, half an hour of this movie is just that. And Strauss, if you will, describe Neil Breen's general line reading. Like I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just say it like this: Isn't that corrupt? I'm not going to hurt you. It's like that. Have some water. <laughs> Hold on, I'm going to clean it. Actually, I'm. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm cans. <laughs> just throwing out cans. Actually, that's not fair. He might be one of the better actors in this movie. <laughs> Um, maybe. <laughs> At least in the top 50%. <laughs> I mean, he's definitely better than some. <laughs> yeah. It's just a wild place. Just weird. It's, it's fascinating. And, like, I... We need to talk about this more. Like, probably in, like, a broader scope in another episode. But bad movies fascinate me. And, like... Not in just the, oh, they're bad sense, but it's like, okay, I'm somebody who, like, I don't have any formal education in it, but I would really love to make a movie someday just to, just to say I did. And just because I really, I love films. I, I think it's cool. And I would, I would love to do that. Mm -hmm. I would <laughs> just also, like, it's, I would yeah. love to make a bad movie with you. Yes. And the yes! only problem is, I think I'm actually too, like, trained to fuck up most of it. <laughs> we could make a mediocre film. Yes, but the problem is that wouldn't be as fun. Well, you know, we, we'll we figure out one of these days. But I, I think that'd be real. I just want to make a movie. And and once once we once we are done recording here, I, I want to pitch an idea to you. Absolutely. Because I've, I, yeah, but I... I think the point is, we both love movies. You know, we, yes. we come at it from different places, different levels of education. Um, I was not a film major. I know precisely fuck all about how to actually make a movie outside of the one I made with some friends in high school. But Which, which I believe you're going to say doesn't really count. It doesn't count. Oh, it doesn't count at all. It was It was some dumb, silly bullshit. But... I... This... You know, good movies, good movies are one thing. Bad movies are a whole different thing. And I think I'm more interested in bad movies than I am in good ones. I think, I feel like the real answer is you're more interested in bad ones, but you probably love watching good ones more. But yes. I, I feel like the best way to describe this, this entire process for us was just basically watching Neil Breen bumble around for like, hours on end which what once has been days of filming agonizing days of filming because everybody looks very sweaty and very tired yeah, everyone, this is a very sweaty movie there are there because we, we have to understand they are out in the middle of the hot sun i think they are in arizona pretty sure they're in like the arizona like utah new mexico I, it Nevada might be arizona area. or I think it's Nevada. I think it's Nevada, they're, they're actually. They're in sort of that area of the country. Mm -hmm. That That's where they probably are. And it's just watching a bunch of people trudge around like a desert all day act, trying to act 
with probably and not a lot of shade. Oh no. Just they they are just not having it. This this looked like a a rough movie to make. <laughs> but thank God that they did. I'm very glad that they did. I'm glad that they did. So, Strauss, mm. I guess, in closing to all this, what were your thoughts on Pass Through, and would you watch another Neil Breen movie? I would absolutely watch another Neil Breen movie with you in the Ugh. way that we did it, which is us watching it together, making fun of it all along the way. Oh, yeah. And uh, it, it is not good. Oh, no. But who cares? It doesn't have to be good for it to exist. And I, I think... And I want that on my tombstone, because that's how I feel about a lot of things. It doesn't have to be good. I like that. What, what are your thoughts on Pass Through? Um, definitely not Neil Breen's best work. And I'm sorry we did not start out with his best work. But also, if you saw his best work, you'd probably also have to see his ball sack. Because that's the thing. Um, Neil Breen... Does, uh, you know, in, in the tradition of Tommy Wiseau, Neil Breen does several nude scenes in his movies. Nobody asked for it, but um, you're, you're going to see his ass in a few of his movies. And you're also going to see his balls. I'm very sorry. <laughs> um, oh, you act like, like I haven't seen some weird self-indulgent bullshit, bullshit in my time oh, making art. No, you have. But... Pass through is an interesting introduction to him. I think I think it's. I, think it's, I, I would say, say, and I think you'll agree with me. It's, it's a good, good starter. starter. Yes, it is. It's a it's a very good starter. Uh, it's it's a bit the bit of the shallow end, bit of the higher end of the iceberg. But I think it gives you a good idea as to what you're in for. But, but Sardo, isn't that, that corrupt? Doesn't that betray the people? I love Persona 5. <laughs> oh, Lord. This this, this movie was... I, I, it's on YouTube. You can go watch it. For free. For free. If you want to experience the madness. It's only... It's less than 90 minutes. Yeah. It, it's a fairly short watch. And if you want to support Mr. Breen, which I always... I espouse supporting artists in their endeavors. Uh, you you can buy his DVDs from him. Uh, he doesn't send you a pair of signed underwear like Tommy Wiseau does, unfortunately. So Ew. that's, I know, lame. But he you can purchase his films. And I'm going to say, you know, in the advent of streaming services being an absolute kick in the dick, buy DVDs. You know, if you have a movie you love... Buy it in physical form. I agree. And also, in turn, uh, I want Neil Breen to direct, like, a rom-com. Oh, yeah. I want him to do, like, a thriller. I want him to do every genre he can. I, just want I would love happen. that. I just want okay. to know what would happen. So, Strauss, um, yes. who's your dream collaboration between Neil Breen and another director? Like, what's, what's your dream Breen team? 
I want Neil Breen to work with like Christopher Nolan, like this boring oh. ass, like the most normal man director possible. <laughs> just to, like Neil Breen direct Oppenheimer. Exactly. I want it to just be insane. Mm. Oh, that's good. See, I would love to see Neil Breen and David Lynch work on something together. I see, like, the reason why I didn't say David Lynch is because I felt like that was too easy. I mean, yes, but I feel like they would play well together. No, they would. I want something chaotic. I want just, like, the most Nolan's oil... A, Nolan's a... I want the most oil and water, and that's why I picked Christopher Nolan, who's the most, like... He's... Sterile filmmaker around today he's the ham sandwich on white bread of yes, directors he very much is and that's both a compliment and an insult <laughs> but you know okay if breen and nolan work together do you think they would actually produce something good because i think there's a possibility there, there. there is only two ways this goes either the movie is amazing or it is the worst thing ever and either way we win <laughs> Yes, that's precisely it. I just, I hope Neil Breen continues to make movies. I know his, you know, he made one pretty recently. Let me, let me see what it was. Okay. Because he's, he's put out a lot of stuff. Um, shoot. Sorry. It's, it's taken me a minute. Let me, hold on. Let me figure it. Yeah, um, don't worry. I'll fill the air. No, no, no. He, he put up, keep. <laughs> He made something this year. Cade, The Tortured Crossing. It's an independent science fiction psychological thriller. Oh, he's doing it, what I wanted. The world is he's, good. He's giving you everything you want. Cade Altair enters a mysterious mental hospital in order to imbue the patients with mystical powers, enabling them to fight for humanity and justice. Holy shit. We might, have to watch, we might have to watch this. I'm gonna I'm gonna pay money so we can watch it. <laughs> I believe we should. Uh oh future my episode Cade. I'm sorry we said we will. You know, I'm a man of my word, especially when it comes to shitty movies. I mean I have six street staying samurai, which we also should watch one day. Yeah, oh, but yeah, already. yeah. I I would really like to make bad or questionable movies kind of like a a recurring theme on this podcast. I would too, but the problem is I own mostly actual good movies. Well, that sounds like a you problem. I mean, I'm oh, I'm also down with watching Ikaru with you. All right. Hell yeah. You know, Kurosawa's best movie in my opinion. I'll watch it. I mean, I know you'll watch it. Uh, the plan is, we'll wa every so often we'll watch good things, and every so often we'll watch something like this. I'm sorry that See, you've had to deal with us talking about this for 40-some minutes. Stross, your episode's the palate cleanser. I think we've established that. If something is Sardo's idea, it's, um, it's not good. Well, in fairness, not, oh, I don't want it, it's like, I don't want you to just have the reputation that you somehow have bad taste because you don't. I 
love that reputation though that's i embrace it well it's not okay let me rephrase it it's not that you don't have good taste it's more of i just don't want everyone to think that you just inflict things on me and this isn't a mutual thing that i'm agreeing to on purpose if if this wasn't something you agreed to we wouldn't be making it (laughs) this is wholly your fault too but um i i am the i'm the idiot in this bokeh and sukomi routine (laughs) You must understand. <laughs> I know, I know, but that—that that was the introduction to Neil Breed. We're not done yet, though. We've, well, there's some other stuff we get to talk about today because some stuff came out. Oh yeah. So um, we'll start first. Uh, Adult Swim has uh, launched us some trailers. So uh, mm-hmm. first things first, there was Lazarus. Did you watch that trailer? I did watch that trailer. It looks neat. It's by uh, Inshiro Wananabe, who made Cowboy Bebop. Uh, Space Dandy, Samurai Champloo, a, a, so, you a know, host of other great anime that you've probably seen. Go watch Carol on Tuesday. It's actually pretty good. Oh, it's it's very good. So, you know, it's at least going to be okay. It's at least... <laughs> figure. Well, like, what is the worst one Nabe thing? Like, Kids on the Slope? That's not probably. bad. And honestly, yeah. part of that is because he didn't write it. Yeah. <laughs> that was an adaptation. But aesthetically, it looks great. Mm. I've I've seen the preview for it. I I'm stoked. I'm yeah. stoked. I can't wait. There, there's a ninja movie called Camoey the Unseen or whatever. I didn't really get a chance to watch that one, but it it, it looks neat. It's a ninja yeah. movie. We like ninjas here, especially if they're moms. As we oh yeah we. For those who have watched or listened through the entirety of that uh, two hour two and a half hour behemoth, you know. We love ninja movies. And we love ninja moms. We do. Um, but uh the new season of Fooly Cooly Grunge is coming out. It's um This one's gonna be divisive. Oh Lord is it gonna be divisive. I feel like that's a fair statement to make, despite n- oh, yeah. only seeing a trailer, because A, it's 3D animation, and B it's Did you it's see? Different. Did you see the other uh, Fooly Cooly seasons that they made? Oh yes, I did. Uh, what did you think of Progressive and Alternative? Fine. Yeah, I, th- I I liked Alternative more than I liked Progressive, but I thought they were fine. Yeah, Alternative was definitely better. Yes. Um, this, and I believe it was you who said. That all of the characters in this one look like they're from different things. Oh, that was a different friend of mine. I think, I think, I can't tell if it was my friend Nick or my friend Sam who said it. Mm-hmm. But it's like, when they said it, I was like, yeah, like, they have a character that looks like the thing. Yeah. From Fantastic like, Four. E- exactly like the thing. And there's like this weird, like, alt girl with short hair. And then there's the boy who looks like. Kind of like the boy from the first Fooly Cooly season. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm going to be super real with you, Sardo. If all these things are just an excuse for the pillows to do another tour across America, I'm, I am I will take this every se- I will watch every season of Fooly Cooly ever made it, and to be made for that again. So, yeah. Not going to complain. I mean, and from my perspective... I'm going into it with an open mind. I actually don't think it looks bad. I don't think it looks I, bad. It, it's just, it looks weird in a way that it, 
there's always been kind of an issue with 3D anime. Mm-hmm. Because, like, some, it's either really, really good. Like, the new Trigun series looked great. Oh, yeah, it's it's a beautiful, beautiful series. You know, Land of the Lustrous looked great. I think it's just how you apply it. Yeah, and this one doesn't look like the best application, but they might do something with it, so we'll see. I... Fully Cooley's always done done things a little different way. Yeah. And, you know, if it chooses to do things a little different way here, I'm here for it. I'll, I'll see what they've got on offer. So, that's how I feel. With that said, I feel like the one that everyone saw, I was like, went, oh was uh, we finally have a Junji Ito adaptation that looks like Junji Ito. If you can hear that, that's me, like, aggressively slapping my legs because I'm very excited. <laughs> so the, they announced the Uzumaki series, like, a few years ago. And it's it's basically been quiet ever since, other than, like, mm-hmm. an occasional, like, trailer thing here and there. And we finally have a full-on trailer, and it's just... Mm. And... It's it's the guy who did the soundtrack for Hereditary on the soundtrack for this, if I remember correctly. The whole thing Which is exciting. The whole thing looks great. It looks. I'm. Er, 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 I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's funny because I'm actually wearing one of my one of my multiple Junji Ito shirts while we're recording this. <laughs> Probably my best Junji Ito shirt, but. Oh, Strauss, it looks beautiful. It looks great. Like, it, it captures his artwork better than I've ever seen. Because, like, you've seen anime adaptations of Ito's work, and it, they all look bad. Rough. <laughs> they're, they're all rough. They're, they're sort of like how... Because Juji Ito has a very specific style. Yeah. That, much like Berserk, doesn't really translate well to animation because it looks a very specific way. It's sort of and, also like uh, how the adaptation for uh, Dora Hedoro also looked kind of yes. off. Like now, mind you, the anime adaptation of Dora Hedoro actually looked pretty good. It yeah. also was in 3D. You could tell if you look at it for long mm-hmm. enough. And this is also th- mostly 3D. So they're using all that 3D in the best way. Like this is what I mean when I say you could use 3D in anime very well. And this is what we mean. Yeah, I I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm so excited. I am going to be forcing a lot of my friends to watch this. I mean, <laughs> and they're... Uh, you don't have to force me. I want to see it. It looks fantastic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, everything... That trailer alone, like, sold everyone I know. Everyone's just like, I'm in. I can't wait. I am so hyped. <laughs> and it looks great. It, like... The sound design is great. The whole thing looks fantastic. Yeah, it's it's good stuff. I'm so glad that Ito's work is finally getting the animated adaptation I feel it deserves. Because, I mean, yeah, real, really controversial thing to say that Junji Ito does good stuff. <laughs> and this is one of his, like, classics. Yeah. But yeah, so we're that one is the one I'm really excited for. Personally. Same here. Yeah, that's that's my big thing. I I I'm can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait either. It's coming out soonish. 
like all that time waiting was worth it and it's so great to be like finally somebody got it also because it's like black and white so it like really is like doubling down on the way he like shades things i think it's great yeah it's it's that beautiful style the gorgeous line work his his depth his shadow his oh, spirals it looks great uh, speaking of things that are coming out, uh, we also both watched... We, we watched it yesterday, so we, I'm glad we're talking about this now. There, we also are getting... Uh, Armor Core 6 is coming out next month. Yeah! And it looks like there's gonna be some gross transhumanism and horrible exploitation of people! We love that Woo-hoo. in our mecha stuff. We're excited. Hell yeah! Ooh! We, we love some interesting social issues in mecha. <laughs> yeah, we do! And it looks neat. Yeah, I'm I'm here for it. Yes, we're filling time. Sorry, we we it's hard to describe a Neil Breen work. We'll get better at it over time. Strauss, we're not filling time. We're talking about things we're excited about. This is true. Uh, uh but yeah. So the Watchers Immaculate comes out. It looks fantastic. And also, you know, kudos to Junji Ito, has who's been putting out like pretty regular like collections of his short shorter works mm-hmm. uh really love his stuff uh tombs came out not too long ago uh would highly recommend checking that out i think it's a little bit of his older works but it's it's good shit it's creepy uh i love the one about the the kid who moves into the house and there's a window in the house across the street where there's this creepy lady and <laughs> I love explaining Jinji Ito shit to people because, like, well, what's this story about? And it's like, what if there was a person who was so fucked up and weird? <laughs> and and that's the premise. And he makes it work. It's... Strauss, I love him. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it is fun to have him uh, back. And uh, it, it's nice to have him get, like, the anime his work deserves. It, it is nice. I want to see him continue to thrive because I... Junji Ito better not ever do anything, like, fucked up or awful. Because... Well, only... Unless it's, like, spooky awful. Well, yeah. Like, okay, it's like, oh, I, uh... If he pulls a a jigsaw and does a saw movie, I'm gonna be like, okay, that's fine. You know, if Junji Ito told me that I had fucked up in my life and now I have to solve this puzzle or he'll kill me, I'd be like, that's fair. I'm like, okay, fair enough. It's honestly, this is like, honestly, most horror authors are usually pretty like normal people. All their the- weird, creepy bullshit usually is in their work. Well, yeah, because, like, they, they get their sillies out through the media. Exactly. So. But and I feel like he would do it in such, like, a polite and chill way that it's like, you know, yeah, you've you've been not great. You should, you know, um, crawl through this pit, pit of uh, syringes because of it. And I'm like, yeah, okay, man. Besides, um, uh, are you going to see, uh, are you going to Barbie Heimer at some point? Or just Barbie? I'm probably or- going to. I'm gonna I'm gonna Barbie, I'm not gonna Heimer, because I I get to be depressed every single day of my life for free, and I don't need to pay money to be depressed for two hours of my life. <laughs> I think it's three hours actually. 
three hours. I, I love Killian Murphy, but I don't know. I'm Them just not terribly bones, interested. Man. I don't know. Those cheekbones. He gets to have a sex scene. Yeah, I... I love him. Those cheekbones can cut a tank open. Yeah, I mean, I would go see a movie if he did that. I would pay money to watch Killian Murphy cut open a tank with his cheekbones. <laughs> Hear that, Hollywood? Well, not you, right now. You heard it. First give it to the actors and writers' demands, and then make that movie. Yeah, first of all fucking yeah <laughs> first off pay your workers then make that movie yes uh, are you are you gonna barbenheimer straw um i'm probably not barbenheimer i know z wants to see bar the barbie movie and so we're probably gonna do that at some point probably when i get back from my little vacay z has excellent taste well yeah i mean look at it i mean i I would probably see Oppenheimer. I would probably, I, I would have much more likely have seen it in college than I would mm -hmm. now. Not only because it's just like I already know this story, so I don't really need it to be the, the tragedy of the making of the atomic bomb. Like, yeah, I already know how this goes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't need to be told that everyone involved kind of had some massive regrets about it, man. All regrets. But I could watch Killian Murphy have regrets about things. That sounds like fun. That's true. But it's it's been really funny the effect that Barbie has had on everybody I work with because Strauss, we you have like six or seven thirty something year old people trying to coordinate outfits and days to go see Barbie together. Like, also my mom wants to go see it with us, and it's it's funny how much we've bonded over this. It's it, it, I think it's because it's just such a weird concept of a movie to be made. Oh, yeah. But it's being made by someone who has, like, high-minded aspirations. It's an artiste. Yeah, exactly. It's and very... And also Margot weird. Robbie. Yeah. And... And, like... Ryan Gosling. I would... I, I would follow Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling into hell itself. So... <laughs> yeah. There you go. I'm, I'm excited. Come on, Barbie, let's go party. That's all I have to say. Ah, uh, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, Did yeah. You, have that's... you ever heard any other Aqua song, by the way? No. I have. Probably too many. Hmm. As in more than three. <laughs> Fascinating. <laughs> but, yeah, that was... That was our experience with Neil Breen. I hope you all enjoyed. You know, check him out. I, I will say if bad movies are your thing and you haven't experienced him yet, give it a try. See what you think. Definitely start with something like Pass Through because the deeper you go in, the weirder it gets. But... Weird shit like this, you need to get like, you need to onboard yourself. Yeah, dip a toe in first before you yeah. go all in. But with that said, uh, thank you all for listening. Yeah. Deeply appreciated. Um, this has been the Skeleton Crew. <laughs> yeah, this has been the Skeleton Crew podcast. You could follow Sardo at uh, Autopsy Garlands on Twitter, Marky Belial mm -hmm. on uh, most uh, as the art account, Uncle Death Monday nights on Twitch, where we. 
do the drawings. Well, Sardo does the drawings, and I I comment over them like a weirdo. <laughs> you provide moral support and also give me prompts, which is important. Yeah, I'm very I'm a very good ideas person, which is like a very bad combination with someone who can actually make them be reality. So then everyone has to deal with the fact that we are like a dangerous duo. <laughs> We're um God, who who are the people in Mad Max? Uh the the, the big dude blaster. and the little dude. Yeah! We're Master Blaster! <laughs> oh, I'm so down for that. Hell yeah. And uh I you can follow me at all my straws on Twitter for as long as it's still alive. Mm-hmm. And uh, also on other places, if if it's a social media platform and I'm on there, it'll be all my straws. Not Snapchat, though. I'm not on Snapchat. Yep. I don't think you nope. are either. Nope, I am not. And uh, I'm Twitch, Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday. So come tomorrow night. Uh, Sardo and I are going to be doing more Persona 5. Yeah. You're, you're going to hear the Morgana voice a lot. We're, we're not a apologizing. <laughs> Nope. Not, <laughs> you know a single, not a single apology will be given. <laughs> not sorry at all. No way, Joker. I love you. <laughs> uh, but thank you, folks. Have a nice evening. Uh, this would be another podcast that will be released sometime in the next two weeks for us. Heck yeah. Heck, heck yeah. Uh, we're sorry about the Black Butler episode. Or not sorry. I don't know. I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry, sorry at all. <laughs> I'm not sorry either. But uh, remember, folks, uh, it's hot out. So stay hydrated. Stay hydrated. Stay cool. Always wear sunscreen. Yeah. Unless you're only out for, like, a brief moment where, in that case, you're probably going to be fine. But, you know, if you're, like, walking to the store and back, you're going to be good. Unless it's a yeah. long walk. Like, if it's, Either like, way, take... five, ten minutes, you're going to be fine. Yeah. Either way, take care of yourselves. Be well. And, and have uh, a good night. don't eat the yellow snow. I know that you're probably not going to find anything in the northern hemisphere for you guys in the southern hemisphere. Don't. I know you're thinking about it. Don't. It's not pineapple flavored. It's lemon. <laughs> cha -cha -cha. No, it's not. It's not lemon. Lemon likes getting head rubs. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs> good night. Bye.